morning, good afternoon, good evening. You might be wondering, why is the greeting coming in such a silky voice? <laughs> and that is because you're here today with me, Pete. Me, Mo. And I'm Ayo. There's no Robert today, but we are joined by someone who's actually probably been very, very many times quoted on the podcast. Very many times quoted. <laughs> he, he's been a, an invisible member an of, invisible the, of member. the furnace. Absolutely. Because he's been integrated into so many podcasts. But, <laughs> well, without his permission. Without permission. That's <laughs> all. But he's still copyrighted. It's cool. <laughs> the feeling is mutual, right? So whatever I've been on, you guys have been on as well. It's right. that's, that's it. That's it. Funnily enough, the first time I used the recorder was with with Ayo yeah. for oh, our interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, first time I'd ever. Eat. And before then, I like I had not even finished reading the manual. So like I was in the car reading up like how to use so many different microwaves. Anyway, yeah, Robert couldn't make it. Apparently, he had meetings. Apparently, uh, we we are of the firm believe that he was chasing babes like Eesh. Pokemon. But hey, yeah, the Pokeball trying to catch catch a babes. I was about to defend him when you said babes and then you said Pokemon and then I just said quiet. <laughs> it's alright. I take it you play Pokemon. That's well. more plausible. No, no, no. I, I Snapchat people playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I actually stuck in the middle of the street. Like, <laughs> you know what? That's you. I Snapchat <laughs> people playing Pokemon. That's it. <laughs> it's like a big collection of them. <laughs> I used to jump on Snapchat, you know. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Robert couldn't make it, unfortunately. He's uh, sent his deepest regrets. Um, and he'll be here next week. Bye, Grace. In his stead, I'll do story time. Okay. Don't you? There's not even really story time. It's just when if I was you younger. You saw the grin on his face when he said I'll do story time. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was younger, I spent um, well, I was getting into too many fights when I was uh, when I was like pre eight in in primary school. In my defence, I was only getting to fight with bullies. They weren't bullying me. Or bullying other people. So you bullied bullies? Something like that. I like I watched Power Rangers a lot and I thought that's what they would do. So So yeah, yeah. So I, instead of saying what would Jesus do? What would the Red Ranger, Ranger do? Black Ranger, please. Oh, I'll say, oh, what would the Black Ranger do? What's his name? Zach. Zach. If you can dread. These times I was automatically Black Ranger anytime we're playing, because I was the only black person. Oh, <laughs> I I didn't see it as such. I kinda liked it because he danced, he fought, he was cool. Anyway. Uh, That's so, Pete, though, getting, getting beaten up by a guy. What's up? So, yeah, yeah, we got taken to... My dad decided he's going to take us to Ghana. Literally, to beat some sense into us. Oh, wow. This is what's happened. Correct. No child abuse. Um, but when I was younger, and uh, I think Sunday school or something or the other, we were being told about God, and we were trying, they were trying to illustrate God for us in Sunday school. And uh, the image that they were saying was, think of your dad. Mm. You know, and that's mm. kind of who God is like. Like, he's, he's good, he's better than your dad. But That, that yeah. analogy can go yeah. so wrong. Well, so, <laughs> think of your dad. He, he's not there. That's how God is like. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. It's like, is he there? No. <laughs> think of your dad. He beats me. That's how God is like. Well, so, so that, that's the thing, like, I preface with the fact that my dad took us to Ghana mm. to beat discipline into us. Yeah. And we're told God is kind of like your dad, so yeah. think of him like that. And, you know, we, we came from the scare you into doing rights kind of mm-hmm. uh, Christianity. So a lot of the illustrations was the earth opening up to swallow the Israelites that had gone against yeah. Moses. And I'm like... I can relate to that. Yes, I can see that God. The Old Testament God. <laughs> the Old that's Testament my, that's God. My father. <laughs> that's my dad. Um, and and you know, for a long time, that's kind of uh, the understanding I had of who God is. Uh, you know, provider, carer, all of those things. But at the same time, disciplinarian. You know, um, you're, yeah, the guy that will beat you if you do something wrong. So um, I bring that because obviously now. That image has changed with the illumination of the New Testament, of the Old Testament. You start to see God in a new in a new light. But I brought the father up because I think today's podcast will be called A Father's Heart. And that's because um, on the podcast, I mean, as we're recording now, there's a distinct lack of jewellery on me that exists on yeah. the two brothers here. <laughs> if you look at the ring finger of both of them, there's like shining stuff going on. Mine just looks dark as night, as always. 
and it will still look dark as night because he's getting some <laughs> black. <laughs> black one, some I know, black. right? Yeah, so um talk about being proud of being gone, yeah. I, I say that in my old peril, you know. I'm sitting between two guns. <laughs> uh so yeah, today today's just talking about you know, as as we've got too far this year on the podcast, I am on my way, I began my journey ish engaged, not yet married, so no and no kids on no, the way. No kids on the way. Or none like or none no. me, praise God, praise <laughs> God. Five God's grace. <laughs> I'm on the journey. How? How are you? <laughs> going to find out? How? Tell me. We, uh, we, 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 our wedding's not coming now, but we were talking to one of the pastors at um, my fiance's church um, about like marriage counseling. Yeah. And he said, Oh, okay, when are you getting married? Uh, next year. Okay, how long have we been together? Uh, six years. He looked at me, he's like, Are you not burning? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> So um I think said this man for the fiance is also fam. She knows it's real. Um so I think what I'll start with is uh, I'll just ask you guys, like <coughs> since you're both fathers, initially what what does that now that you're fathers, what does that mean to you? I think that's the first thing I'll ask. Um and I think I'll throw it to Aya first. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Leia's here as well. We didn't uh, introduce her. She 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 has to get a spot. <laughs> um, for me, wow. I'm looking at Leia like she she's my own daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Might be daughter-in-law in a couple of decades. Um, certain <laughs> someone is not you know too enthusiastic about, but the Lord is on the throne. Interested. <laughs> Boys, all of a sudden, not interested. Oh but yeah, um, I think the first thing, probably everything else falls falls under this canopy anyway for me, uh, about being a father is being responsible for another life. Mm. Uh, it's it's not. I can't compare it to sort of, sort of any other sort of responsibility uh, where you have to look after someone, maybe from a health perspective or from a charity perspective. Um, you've got this life attached to you that um, the, the the love is just immense mm. and you can't really you you can't put any sort of distinct source to where it comes from but you mm. just know it's dead and that just weighs so heavily on your heart that you feel utterly and completely responsible for this life to a great extent now for me there's a there's a there's a slight difference in the way I hope you know I'm, I'm taking that uh, that responsibility or how I hope to take in the future um, as to say compared to my parents because I feel like you know I'll take the best bits I can borrow from them you know learn from the worst bits and not just them all all the people around me so here I am responsible for this life I could go in and just be you know I'm Lord Commander of this ship Mm. You know, you're just yeah. you are the head of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah I run this. <laughs> your life is your own. Is borrowed <laughs> as long as I give. And you know, I I I stare this. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But I take the responsibility more within the light of someone else giving me that responsibility. So it's like right. as much as possible, I'm gonna do my very very best to let you be you. Mm but point you to the person that's given me the responsibility mm-hmm. to guide you. So mm-hmm. everything I can do mm-hmm. to help you out, and not, not getting spiritual here, I'm talking down to the basics of things like everything possible, as often as I can do the right thing for you, mm-hmm. I'll try and do that for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, I feel responsible for another life. And I'll probably circle back. I'm already talking too much. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 It's not even been a minute. I struggled a bit before being a father, I think. I can't remember when though. Maybe it was between. No, no. It was. It definitely wasn't after we found out that um, my wife was expected. I struggled a little bit at some point about thought of bringing another life into the in, in, uh, uh, into the earth, because mm. uh, into the world. Because I felt scared that what if I failed that person? Mm. What's the point of bringing another life into this whole mess we call world? Like you know. And I, I guess I got. Yeah, agrees. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're here now. You're here now, so you know we're here together. Yay! No, huh? <laughs> You've been having to deal with daddy and some stuff already, so you know that 
it, it wasn't as cozy as it was when you were inside mommy's tummy. <laughs> but yes, I think I struggled with that thought that it's a, it's a, you have to be responsible for another life mm. in such an uncertain world. Um, but yeah, I guess I overcame at some point and decided to have a child. Because <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but yeah, that's mm. what it is. And well, um, Leia was born six weeks early. Mm. And seeing her in the incubator with so many tubes just in and out of her. As soon as I saw her, I literally said it out loud. I was, I, I was kind of, I had my hands in the incubator and I, I said to her, these hands are going to protect you for the rest of your life. Mm. And I'm not, it's not like a God complex or anything like that, but it's a case of like, there, as Ayo said, there's, there's an immense love for her mm. that I'm just like, I want what's best for her mm. at every given stage, at every given time. Um, and in all honesty, every girl's gonna hear this, but no boy can, th- any boy that comes into her life, there's a high standard. There's an absolutely so high started, standard. Like, uh, like, uh, started warning, like, like, there's <laughs> absolutely a high standard. If you don't meet that threshold yeah, mm. you're getting a shotgun to your face. Don't, mm. don't come. This, this is the problem with this man, though. <laughs> he hasn't even set the threshold yet because he doesn't want to think about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, but um, my, I think my role as a father is one that I've kind of thought about a bit. Not a bit, a lot. And as I have said, um, the responsibility has been given to me by God. And it's not trying to be super spiritual or anything like that, but I genuinely believe it's responsibility has been given to me by God. I see my role as a father. I, I use this analogy. is I am a signpost trying to point my children to God. Mm-hmm. I can't forcefully take them to God. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Salvation is a work of grace. I can't be like, grace is coming on you today. <laughs> you will know him. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But... I can be that signpost from when they're young, pointing them towards God. And that isn't just by taking them to church, Mm. but by being the image of God as best as I can be Mm. in terms of being a provider, being a disciplinarian, being that, um, being that person who's always protecting them, being that person who's always seeking their good. And whenever they're like, wow, you're a good dad, I'm just like, yo, it's not me. Mm. But it's it's not just trying to be that person just to point them, but trying to actively show them God's grace in my life. And as I always said, it's not just the spiritual things, it's the tangible things. Okay. To be there for them when uh, during their birthdays, be there for them during their graduation, sports days, little stuff like that, to actually be a present father in their lives as God is present. Mm. Um, and also, what another thing that's really shaped my perception of how to be a dad is I watched... Um, preacher's daughters or pastor's daughters or something like that on one of the channels on Sky. Is that T.D. Jakes movie? No, it's not. It's not, it's oh. not this is a reality show. Oh, right. It sounds like the L.A. preachers yeah, or something like preachers that. Yeah, preachers in L.A. Yeah, it's kind of like L.A. But these ones were following the daughters of pastors. Yeah. And I was looking, I was looking at their lives and I was looking at how they kind of raised their children. And... Um, the black father, lo and behold, disciplinarian, mm-hmm. um, it's my way or the highway, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to be doing anything other than what I told you to do, blah, blah, blah. His daughter was sneaking out of the house, going to other boys' houses, going partying. That's what's the irony, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even said to his sister, I want to become uh, a porn star. Because <laughs> I, I, the freedom that I want, I see it there. Mm just because the dad was so strict and didn't give her that level of freedom mm. now I see another Caucasian family now and the dad was literally was one of these God loves you type of guy and he his daughter went to a party when she was young got drunk had sex with a guy got pregnant the guy is no longer in the daughter's life but the daughter's had a baby the dad uh, welcomed her back into the house 
um, the dad's like, all right, cool, right? The daughter, it's a very open and honest relationship, so the daughter will tell the dad stuff. The dad will be like, no, I don't agree with that, but it's your decision. If you want to do it, go do it. I don't agree with it. Um, so the dad was open and honest about his feelings as well, but gave the daughter room to be able to live her life. And that kept the relationship open and honest, knowing that even if dad doesn't agree with it, he's still going to respect my decisions. Now, I, can, I, I agree that the daughter was of a much older age right. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I realised that it was something that openness and honesty was something that had been in the relationship yeah. for a long time. It didn't just develop when she came back to the farm. And I was like, all right, cool, there's... That seemed to have had a better response, open and honesty, and actually involving her in everything, not just singing the choir, uh-huh. but Bible studies, and actually actively living out the actually living out the faith mm-hmm. and I'm like that's the sort of father I want to be I don't want to be a disciplinarian mm-hmm. primarily mm-hmm. I want to de- uh, develop a relationship within the household that promotes openness honesty mm-hmm. where she can come with her fears and stuff mm-hmm. and be like yo like this has happened that has happened and I'm like All right, cool I'm not going to tell you what to do I'm going to advise you if you want to take it take it if you don't do what you think is best, yeah. but at the same time, let her know that I'm always in the corner sort of thing. If she's wrong, I'll tell it. I'll tell her she's wrong. It doesn't mean I'm gonna hide away from it. But yeah, it's it's that I see God's hand in the word as being open and honest, mm. but still rebuking his children when they're wrong. Mm. And I kind of want to emulate. That. I want to emulate how I see God in his word, and, and even allowing them when they're doing things that he doesn't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Israel, of, Israel went to the king, and he's like, "Is that he? Is it Samuel? Is, or, yeah, yeah, Samuel. It's like, don't worry, they've not rejected you. They rejected me. Mm. And even as God, all powerful, you know, we think of dads. You know, some dads would want to exercise that all powerfulness. Um, he's like, I will give them the king. Yeah, and he he says the best one there, I guess. Yeah. Else, someone was the uh, no, not Solomon. So, in, in line of that, the pastor whose daughter had a child, mm. during Halloween, he was like, you know what? He said it in, in the church. Everyone's going to come over to mine during Halloween. We're going to pray. Mm. We're going to read. We're going to fellowship. And then we're just going to spend this Halloween evening in the presence of God. Mm. Got home. His daughter's like, I want to take my daughter out for trick-or-treating. <laughs> and he's like, yo, I've just told the whole church to come over to mine. And... How's it going to look like if they come to mind and you, my daughter, has gone out trick-or-treating? But he was like, he told her, I, I don't agree with it. it. It goes against everything that I stand for. But it's your choice. This is how I feel about it. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you going to say something? Yeah, because I was thinking, was, it, was Moses quoting God? I can't remember exactly if it was. But when he said to the Israelites that I set before you life and death, mm. therefore choose life. life yeah. That's the sort of relationship we have with God, isn't mm. it? To mm. a great extent that, you know, it's clear, like, this is for your good, this mm. is for your peril, mm. but choose the choose life. It's, it's, but in it's, the end, it's up to you. Exactly, mm. exactly. It's, it's, it's different from, you know, trying to say, death ain't even your choice. It reminds me of that. I've been coming across those memes lately where, um, growing up in African families, you guys must know as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say something negative and immediately your mother rebukes it. <laughs> like maybe you say something and then your mother responds like, oh gosh, I'm dead. You are not dying in Jesus' name. I rebuke this with you. Like... I, I struggled with those I kind of things. This idea, I might be so <laughs> But yeah, I, I think uh, towards the latter years of me being a teenager, I, you know, I used to go at it with my mom. But obviously, I, I, I love the way that she, she was able to accommodate it. But mm. we, 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 we had to realize our differences in that sense that I wanted to talk about reality. I wanted to talk about, you know, those difficult things, like including death. Which mm. seems to be a very, very difficult and dangerous subject in African families. Because mm. so you start calling deaf, he'll hear you, he'll come. Exactly, <laughs> this kind of stuff. So it's like, but it's, I didn't believe it was going to be that way. Mm. I didn't believe that you mentioned me, uh, that, you know, an angel is walking past and you say at that coincidental oh, moment oh, that you, you're done. You're not my that. Oh, did this Because that's the way it is with God, that he's not keeping us uh, ignorant. 
of, mm. of the, the like the, even Paul kind of said it, and I love the way that you know the, the New Testament is always has to balance the the principles of the Old Testament. That yeah. you know we can't be ignorant of the devices of the, of the devil. Mm. Like, so you, you must be aware. So it, it makes absolute sense to what Mo was saying that we have to be quite quite realistic in you know how we approach fatherhood that you know parenthood generally that you make it quite clear to your to your kids you know this is the right this is the left but as much as possible you know this is what this, the right side is where to go mm. and just to have to what more, more was saying I, I don't think it's just about you know telling them Mm-hmm. And then telling them that this is where, like the example you're talking about, is that this is where I would like you to go. Mm-hmm. That's there. It's like what he said. That personally, it's it's about living it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about showing them. And one of the, I, I had a random uh, audio on my phone. I still don't remember how I downloaded or when it got. Maybe someone sent it to me when I was expecting the baby, when, when, mm-hmm. when I was going to be a father. But I, I ended up listening to it a few times. And one of the things that stuck with me throughout from all the two or three episodes of it is that. The guy was talking about um, showing their kids the physical love between their parents. Yes. Hugging hugging their mother. Mm. Giving her a kiss when she's in the kitchen. Mm. It does a lot psychologically to kids. Mm. Like, Mm. something, next thing they know is like, you know, because he's there with the mom in the kitchen, they want to go into the kitchen and hug their mom, this kind of stuff. So it's not just about saying, respect women, treat women nice. You treat them mother like that. You know, and then tell them as well, Mm. but show them. It's a combination of both. I think it, that's a lot to do with, again, taking it back to the scripture, taking it back to the gospel. God showed a lot of things in the Old Testament. Mm. But then he sent his son. Yeah. He actually he showed, showed us the love as well. So, mm. so we, there's a lot we can take from uh, from what we have from God. Mm. And hopefully, yeah, that's, 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 that's the that's Even the to add to what I have said as well, mm. a lot of back and forth. I mean, to, in terms <laughs> of like the physical um, demonstration, even like the of the love between the parents, it sets an example of what they should look for in their relationships. Mm. So if they've grown up seeing mummy loving daddy and daddy loving mummy, they're going to think, oh, this is normal, this can happen. When Mm. the world is saying, no, it's a fairy tale, like no one lives like that anymore. They'll be like, yo, no, come to my house and you see something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my Mm. mom actually looks forward to my dad coming home None of this dad just comes home and then so, alcohol, just yeah. <laughs> none, none of that. It's mm. just like, Leah, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> now that tension's on her, she's like, no. Um, yeah. I was going to say as well, t- mm. okay. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they yes. get to wrap daddy around your finger yeah. that, like, that's always a plus <laughs> um, okay so now that you've got water on the floor I'm just going to use your vest Peak. Yeah. that's not no I'm not I said that on the podcast as well I'm not using my baby's not, clothes not the one she's wearing I'm not using my baby's clothes as a rag you spill yeah. this you clean it up <laughs> literally. literally not like come here take off your clothes <laughs> use it to wipe the bottle you just poured on the floor mm. um, ultimately as well one thing that I am learning is is that as I also like Bait, like as human beings, if there is no God, this this is such a pitiful life. Thank mm. you, thank you. Mm. It's such a pit. Like I've been saying that lately, like uh, and in light of a lot of things that have been happening as well, because I I, I I I think I like to to let my own boy blood boil. Mm. Like mm. I pay attention to things that I know are gonna <laughs> pee yeah. me off, but yeah. I, I, I just can't ignore it. It's like I feel like all we have around us. Without the gospel, is chaos. Mm. Literally, ever except for the gospel, the world we have will just be chaos. So, you know, as much as we want to get hard on some subjects, as much as we want to get passionate about some subjects, in you know, in in and of themselves, a lot of the times they are good. Mm. But if we if we fail to go, to approach them with the gospel, a lot of the times they will, if not all the time, you, you can argue what you call success or success rates in certain things. But I think in the in the eternal view of human existence, 
and you know not to try and make it more like a christian spiritual in mm. god's view mm. no in human eternal you know in, in in the full spectrum of human existence without the gospel every other attempt fails they mm. just end up failing every other view just falls short of actually delivering mm-hmm. real success for humanity mm-hmm. and you can get down to you know the details of it but yeah that's what it is it's 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 amazing saying that sorry mm. it's like as a child you have no say in being born mm. absolutely not <laughs> yeah it's like your parents decide i want a child boom here you are mm. and then you live a life you have no say in what you're called you live a life being called a name that you might not like mm. then you're left to make the most of what you've been given without your choice mm. and it's a case of like you spend the first, what, 18, 21 years of your mm-hmm. life in education. Mm-hmm. Spending more time being chipped and shaped to fit into a box. Mm-hmm. And then you spend the rest of your lives just living out, you b- being that box. Mm-hmm. And then you die. Mm-hmm. That's just like making the best of something you didn't want in the first place. Mm-hmm. But without a sense of hope, without a sense of something tangible... Mm-hmm in God it, it, it just doesn't make sense and mm. as I was saying it's like the gospel I don't, I'm not even trying to turn this into like an evangelical <laughs> we'll come back to we'll actually come back to this to, to this uh, to, to the God aspect of things um, okay so now you've taken but because I, I wanted to I wanted to segue into something else so I, you, you brought up the idea of especially in terms of love and, and you know teaching children respect to women and you know demonstrating that at home and I was, I was going to ask you know you, you now you guys have got kids yeah. and you know you describe this immense um, indescribable love mm-hmm. that that just almost comes along with them yeah. you know and that you guys have for them yeah. how does that if, it, if at all mm-hmm. affect how the love that you have for your wife yeah so that's, that's a very, very important question, and I think it's a, it's exactly what it is. It's a question you always have to sort of ask yourself. Mm. I think it takes conscious effort. Uh, that's, that's one side to it. But then in my case, I think another side to it is actually the whole um, togetherness. Like we're doing... No, at the, at the risk of making us sound like we're... Well, yeah, we are inseparable, but like doing doing everything together. Mm. So actually, in raising the child, being equally, I can't, I can't say equally. I have learned the hard way. My contribution is in no way as equal to my wife's contribution. Mm. But like putting as much effort mm. to be a part of it mm. uh, as the other person, mm. you know. So it's it's not like I'm just being carried away by the love for this child all by myself you can even get carried away like you take the child away from the mother and you know it's just you know you come home from work and it's just you and your child that's it so you're not only ignoring the mother but you are actually taking the the child away from the mother but trying to do you know trying to raise the child together trying to love the child together that actually makes sure you don't forget each other because there's something you're doing together already you know i mean um just even before more comes in um, I'm going to feel free to contribute to, uh, to this as well. Talking about that equal thing, you know, mm-hmm. raising the child equally. Mm-hmm. And, and as, you, as you admitted, you know, to some extent, understanding that your contribution is, for, for whatever reason, less. Not, not because of, not by choice. No. But a man's contribution to the child yeah. will always be significantly less mm-hmm. than the woman. It's always the woman unfortunate, is, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. how, how do you deal with that? Like, the, the one example that I think of all the time I would, the, uh, in terms of that statement I would add the parentheses of initially initially okay yeah, true, yeah, true. yeah, yeah. but so so even talking about initially the, the one example I always think of is labour mm-hmm. I that's probably something I dread the most knowing mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do mm-hmm. like I can be there to support but there's I can't take the pain that I've been told you see and that you see you know? <laughs> like I've been praying up till now like for that painless birth so that's that's my contribution <laughs> to the area <laughs> but but like Amen. um you know how, how do you how do you deal with it how do you deal with the reality that at least initially 
you cannot contribute equally. You know, the woman is equipped. They've got the milk making machines. You know, they <laughs> carry the babies. Machines, you know, <laughs> they carry they carry the babies. You know, nine months yeah. that you cannot physically get closer than a mother. Mm. You know, how how do you guys deal with that? Or how have you dealt with it uh, so far? Um, for me, I think it it. it starts with like a mindset um, the understanding that she is not the one pregnant we are the one pregnant mm. so if she's going through any discomfort it's now my responsibility to try and make it as comfortable as possible mm. so even if it puts me out of discomfort I need to try and make her comfortable mm. so the little things running around getting her stuff she's hot trying to get a fan if you can't get a fan stand there and find her Leah's like this is all the things I was doing <laughs> when I was in the womb <laughs> I was the one making her hot <laughs> so it, it's it's that unfortunately as well when you get to the, the labour room it's like there's nothing you can do you feel mm. helpless that's the all, that's mm. the all you can do is just it's hold my hand baby so, so this is just inevitable I should expect to feel oh. I already feel helpless thinking about it just, just <laughs> I should expect to it's, do in a way I think I dealt with it alright mm. almost too alright like mm. I, I don't know you, you guys can probably attest I can be a clown yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah on is all on top of what we was saying to be honest like it's that doing all you possibly can mm. and for me that my clown way of looking at it is also like let's be honest you're going through pain mm. pain is pain <laughs> i'm not gonna try and sweet talk it like don't it, worry like, honey like, it's like, all in the mind exactly like, what you are feeling pain <laughs> yes this is real like, pain let, let's let's call it what it is let's, mm. you know and maybe again this this is you know only something that as an example could possibly inspire what could you know would be in each individual's case mm. what your story would turn out to be or what your approach would be mm. you know definitely in our case you know she was pro- my, my wife is probably more built for it that mm. she can deal with my crazy clownness just mm. as you know i can deal with hers mm. so stop so it's about that honesty like mm. this is pain and just being uh realistic in like times that we could possibly laugh it off Mm. Try to laugh it off. Times there were, there was no way in the world to try and laugh it off. But now that's why I said that. Okay, because I was a clown, I laughed at the wrong time. So, <laughs> so there's a way to mix it up. It worked a great deal. So we, we were really blessed. Like, uh, uh, I mean, she, my, my wife didn't have an easy pregnancy throughout. There was some really, really difficult parts. Mm. And then the labor, uh, the labor wasn't, it wasn't easy either. Let me just put it that way. I won't say it was the hardest either. But we were blessed with really lovely uh, midwives right. at the beginning. So we, we got along mm. with them. We were there from early in the morning. So, you know, that was my way of trying to get her mind off the pain sometimes was to actually talk about stuff, including if it was the pain or, you know, the guy that came in to do the epidural, mm. uh, screw facing him, like, he's getting it wrong. Like, mm. are you serious? Are you really trying to do this again? Mm. <laughs> All of that kind of stuff, but then I pushed it to the band that there was a point that I think it was what was it? What was I supposed to do? Yeah, the fanning. You have to do the fanning. Mm. Um, yeah, I think maybe at some point I, su- I was supposed to be fanning, mm. but I didn't get up on time, so I was laughing at something stupid or something. So everyone turned on me. So, <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. But yeah, it's it's about like do all you can. Mm. But then be, be be honest about it. Don't 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 try to be too nice mm. to ignore that this is something difficult going on. Mm. Be, 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 acknowledge it if it is. But like I said, not everyone has to have it that bad. I really do hope if your prayer comes through, that'll be bliss. Mm. Uh, but yeah, if you know whatever you do, deal with it. Do, yeah. One thing I'll say as well, yeah. Mm. If your wife is having a natural birth, don't look down. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake of looking at a there was a meme or something. No, not a meme, like a picture yeah. on Facebook. And no one warned. It's like this is where you started, and it's it's a picture of you know crowning, coming, yeah. crowning, and then it's like. I, I, I'm, I'm, look down. I'm seriously looking at both of you guys like look at this you, see, you, you have it easy look at this post children <laughs> my mother was a midwife wow. so I grew up with midwifery books I already made that you mistake know, you know. growing up <laughs> looking at the wrong books oh, in the library do you know what yeah. so 
Leia's my second child, and the first one, I actually looked at the crown. Mm. I looked at the crown, it didn't have an adverse effect on me, but I know that it's something that I've heard of quite a few women saying, I don't want you looking down. Mm. Mm. So, obviously, if your wife is like, yeah, yeah, record it, then boy, you just <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to mention any names, but I know a woman who recorded yeah, the birth of her first child. I'm all right, I'm all right. Nah, I'm just like, yo, that's 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 a bit. That's still. But then to to that, I have a weird. That's view. my sanctuary. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I, I had a weird view to that as well because obviously we know why. You know, mm. their concern. You look down, the repercussions in mm. that what you mentioned. But it, it was something I was going to add to what Moore was saying earlier about when you asked the question of you know how do you approach the, the fact that there's that unfortunate imbalance um, and I was going to say I actually tried to take it a few steps before that a few steps before the the, 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 the labour, the pregnancy, the marriage the point of actually choosing to, 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 to love someone for the rest of your days I think I had to learn uh, well, I, I think it was a privilege learning love up until a point that I almost, I almost agree with some people that say love is a choice. Because I think you have to, you, you, you have to come to a point where you can, you know, honestly tell yourself that whatever comes out of this, I am always going to choose to love you by God's grace as much as possible. That place of honesty, that it's not always going to be beautiful in the future. I don't want to hope for anything bad, but if anything horrible beyond my wildest imagination was going to come up you know would I still want to actually try to, to actually choose to, to stay to love you mm. I think you have to be comfortable to get to that point mm. so it kind of almost applies with the whole you know skeptics of you know if you look down there as well it's always like really you're doing this for us mm. so whatever comes out of it we, we'll deal with it mm-hmm. you know we, we'll sort something out we, we're in the world of you know advanced medicine uh, <laughs> I'm just saying in extreme cases. Bless God, my child was my child was cesarean in the end, but still, <laughs> <laughs> but still, I was prepared. Like mm. you know, whatever the case may be, I will choose to love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, mm. easier said than done, possibly. But yeah, yeah. I think one thing that I mean was obvious, and, and I say this because I wanted to get to that point before we run out of time. Was you know even in your it's descriptions? Fun conversation. <laughs> the, the that's, that's how we don't realize the time. I was going to criticize you guys for one hour. Yeah. That you guys always like. If, if you don't, if you don't actively keep an eye on the time before you realize, I like, cannot. Oh, now I have to you guys. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in the beginning, your descriptions and the themes were almost always inevitably going towards God and going towards Christianity, at least in our case, Christianity. But but yeah. God. Um. Fatherhood, how has that changed, if at all, again, your perception of who God is? Now that you are in a position that he calls for himself, you know, he calls himself our father, you know, um, how has you guys now becoming fathers affected your understanding of God as a father? I think the most obvious one would probably even be like, um, you get to appreciate, you know, being in a position of loving someone, caring for someone, forgiving someone, and all of those. Uh, but I have a weird one, mm. um, which is not. It, it's 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 one of those negative positives that mm. uh, like eventually I believe it's probably turning out for my growth. Uh, but it's not in a direct, uh, appro- uh, sort of uh, add-on way mm. of teaching me. It's more like I I realize my sinfulness more. Mm. Because I have a child, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Um, not so much like you know looking at him being naughty and then me feeling like God. And, you know, not, not that me putting myself into God's position, but I don't know. There's something about um, wanting to be a good father, mm. but me being a bad son right. Right. makes me yeah. So, so you get what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's not yeah, me putting myself in the father position this no, time, no. but. From me wanting to be a good father to my son, mm. it makes me more, oh, you know, more, more, more oh, cumbersome, yeah. more yeah. aware, yeah. yeah, of my position as a son to my, to, to, to God, and, and yeah, that that makes me, it really humbles me, and it, it, I think, yeah, I've, I, I have made a few adjustments since being a father, mm. and I think that was a good, good part of it, like, you know, how, how much of an hypocrite, obviously I am an hypocrite to a great extent, because I'm a sinner, 
uh, saved by grace, but still sin. Yeah. But then that puts it in your face in a weird way that it makes you yeah, double time <laughs> readjust. Yeah. Mm. No, what about, what about yourself? It's exactly as I was saying, and to agree, it's like, now you're trying to bite me. <laughs> um, people have said, oh, as a baby, when they're trying to walk, they. Don't talk about me, fam. Exactly. Don't talk about me, fam. They fall down so many times, but yet they still strive to walk. Yeah. And these are little truths that. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, for me, there's a. The truth hits home more as I was observing her. Mm. Like, literally, this girl would smack her head on the floor, yeah. start crying. I'd pick her up, rub her head. Jamila would pick her up, rub her head. Oh, Baba, don't cry, blah, blah. And then it's like, leave her on the floor. She's right back at it again. Mm-hmm. The desire to progress was more than the deterrent of being hurt. Mm. Mm. And just watching her, I was just like, wow. And God is kind of speaking to me through this. But initially... It was just, as I said, as soon as she was born, seeing her so fragile, and I was saying, these hands are going to protect you, and I was just like, everything that I kind of wish for her, I'm always reminded that it's infinitely more from God's point of view Mm -hmm. towards us. Mm -hmm. And as Aya was saying, it's a case of, I want so much for her, Mm. knowing that she will make mistakes and and I'm ready for that and realising that God wants so much for us mm-hmm. he has seen where we're going to fall short mm-hmm. and it's like there's a difference between my daughter falling short in my perspective and me falling short in God's God's perspective. Perspective, yeah. and the consequences and the consequences yeah. of that and he has much more magnified <laughs> and he has not only has he foreseen that he has already atoned for all of my falling shorts mm, mm. and he's actively so it's like I'm, it's like I'm I'm a sinful person but yet the holy the holy God spirit dwells within me yeah. and it, it, it's just weird mm. but um, it's just it's it, it's, it kind of hits home God's love yeah in the sense of I love this girl not because of anything she has done not because of anything she can do her her (laughs) achievements will make me proud of her but without them I'll still be proud of her I'll still love her and it's like that again that's how that's that's magnified in God's from from God's perspective towards us all of you people that talk self-righteousness yeah right here right now like understand understand that what, what you said really it really strikes me in a different way because like i've recently started like listening to just messages about grace in the morning before i go to work and is that understanding of like it's hard to reconcile the fact that i don't have to do anything for god's love it's it's hard to reconcile especially when you realize like okay god is a good god He's a holy God, and I'm like really far away from holy. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like it's it's hard to reconcile the fact that I don't need to work to get back there. You do those good things out of the grace, but it's hard to not do it and then understand that I need to get back there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And what you said really like the understanding that this is a child that comes from you yeah. makes you love them regardless yeah. when they're babies and they don't they can't do anything but mm-hmm. cry they still love mm-hmm. and when they grow up and they accomplish so much more it doesn't the love is already there it's already great but then when they do whatever they do it's all great if they don't do whatever they don't do it's all great it's that gracious unconditional unconditional is the word I'm looking for with love that is amazing this girl hates sleep <laughs> she absolutely hates sleep but it's like to me um because Jamelia works and Jamelia's with her during the day and stuff, when I'm away, she's not working. When it gets to the evening, she's tired, understandably, so she just wants to sleep. Mm. Now, we're trying to rock Leia to sleep and she's not trying to sleep. Mm. So Jamelia's like, yo, I'm tired, I want to go sleep, but you're not trying to sleep. And because she's tired, she, she gets frustrated a bit more quicker. But I find that 
in the times when she's frustrated, mm. that's when like a different measure of patience kicks in. And it reminds me, it's like when everybody writes us off, mm. God is still by our side. Mm. Mm. And I'm not trying to say Jamila's written her off, but no, like I understand that you're tired. She's tired. Yeah. And she Under normal circumstances. Yeah. It's like, so it's like when yeah. when as as the Bible said, a broken reed he won't cast away. Mm. A smoking flux he won't um he won't turn out or something like mm. that. So yeah. when the world says, Yo, your time is up, mm. it's done, like you're on your last legs, God is like, nah, this 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 is time for my glory to shine. Mm. Mm. And of last um, couple of days back, I was just meditating. I was watching her sleep, and I was just like, "Wow!" And I was reminded that as Christians, sleep is in us sleeping. We can like not meditate, but it, it, it demonstrates a different level of God's protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whilst we sleep, we're as though we're dead, mm-hmm. unaware of what goes on, yet he watches over us. Yeah, he watches over us. Mm-hmm. So it's like when we're awake, as you were saying, self righteousness. Yeah, you're tired. Self righteousness. We could be like, yeah, I'm awake. I'm gonna hustle. Oh. I'm gonna ambition on a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. When you're sleeping, mate, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Someone can stand over you from a shade. By the time you open up your eyes, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Slice. Mm. <laughs> but God is still watching over you, mm. and it's that. It's just like even at our weakest, mm. He is still there. Yeah, still there. Um, uh, there's one more aspect I really want to go on uh, to talk about because um, you the, you got the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. right? and you know by God's grace, we haven't heard of anyone being shot just yet. At least this week, it's Monday. Early days yet. Mm-hmm. You had the therapist being shot uh, over mm-hmm. the weekend, I believe. Um, but you guys bringing up children and it's something I think about. You know, knowing in the future, God willing, I'll be bringing up kids of my own in this world, in this exceedingly cold world as it is now. Mm-hmm. How do you guys? How do you guys deal with um, with with the knowledge that? Inevitably, they your kids will spend more time outside of yeah. the home over that eighteen to twenty-one year period when they are learning, when they are in education, mm-hmm. um, and they're out there in the world. How do you guys deal with, or do you deal with? You know, maybe your faith is strong enough to not <laughs> not worry. Um, but how do you deal with that? The fact that they will not be under your protection forever. Yeah, that was actually something I wanted to to get to as well because yeah. I, I, I learned a very humbling thing <laughs> from uh, from an older friend of ours more like uh, uncle yeah you, you most probably met him I, mm. uh, the youth coordinator at my former church mm. yeah I, one of the things I learned from his relationship with his family I think sort of addresses that because it's something I've practically thought about like mm. It's, it's not even so much the later years, it's from, you know, th- those precious years where they, they're like, uh, is it fallow grounds, it was called in the scriptures, where, mm. you know, anything can go in. Right, so it's fertile, ready Fertile, to... exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the sponge. Earlier, absorbing. exactly, absorbing so much. And the, the, the law in this country, we must admit, it does. It does make um, standing up for some Christian, I must say, precisely principles more difficult yeah. uh, publicly yeah. without getting into trouble with the law. Uh, yeah. That like is homosexuality. Exactly. And stuff like that. You can't. It's it's a lot more difficult. So how do you do it? And I think most part answered that earlier. It's the openness. Mm. Uh, prior to that, it's the prayers. Mm-hmm. Like I love the way you were talking mm-hmm. about praying, uh, praying for what's probably going to happen in a few years. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. On that one, I actually did learn something from another guy in my old church as well. He used to say, yeah, um, his wife was living in the US with their, with his son, and he said people would call him and say like, "Oh, your boy is so good. He's so well behaved. He's so de- he's doing very well in school." And he used to reply to them that, "Why wouldn't he? Mm. Like before he was born, I knew how." I used to get on my knees, praying. Like before he was conceived, 
And I took that on board. I was mm. a teenager when I heard mm. that, I think. Or, well, yeah, not early 20s. And I took that on board mm. and used to do that. So, yeah, prior to the openness is the prayer, it's the faith, mm. the grace, you know, acknowledging the grace. Mm. Now, the practical aspect of it for me is, you know, after the openness, actually, uh, I'm not even going to, I don't think I can have the word to describe this, but I'm just going to describe it. This guy uh, that I think I learned it from, it's a way about him and his wife, they go about disciplining the children, either in public or at home. Mm. They don't just say, oh, you've done something wrong, smack, smack, smack. Mm. There's a way they always call their kids when they've done something wrong. Go through, do you know what you've done wrong? Yes or no? If he has, if the kid hasn't understood what, what's, what's, what went wrong, actually go through, this is why that was wrong. Right. But it doesn't stop there. Now, this is why you're going to get the, the punishment <laughs> afterwards. Mm. And I love There's that. an understanding. That. It's not just... Breaking it down for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So that's... That's went crazy. Then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that, that coupled with openness, to me, it's like, you're going to go out to school. Mm. You're going to see all the kids. So I'm going to tell you before you go out. Like, listen, you're going to go out there everyone's gonna say different things mm-hmm. you know t- take for example even some more like little things like santa easter bunny all of that kind of stuff some of us might not be inclined to want the kids to be- believe that mm-hmm. uh, maybe not all of them but i'm just using those as trivial yeah, examples yeah, yeah. you know and if you strongly you know have some sort of uh, moral or spiritual reasons why you don't want your child to believe in some of these things that they will be exposed to outside. Mm. I don't think it makes sense to just make them think that everyone else is crazy. Mm. I don't think it makes sense to just make them feel like um, we're, we're the good guys, everyone else out there is the bad guys. Mm. Nah, but lay the foundation to let them know that, listen, the, 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 the world out there, we're all different. We're all not gonna be the same thing. So someone in your school might say this or might say that, but this is what we're saying and this is why we believe this. Mm. So when you go out there and you hear something, coupled with openness again, like I said, I would, I would love to be able to be close enough with my kids that you can come back home, we can talk about the things you heard out there. Mm. You can talk about the, the, how your day went in school mm. and then while you're talking, you tell me, oh, there was this other boy that was uh, telling me he wants to be my boyfriend and I'm a boy as well, mm. that kind of stuff. I don't just want to plead the blood of Jesus and rebuke that. <laughs> I want to talk to you and help you understand why I don't think that should be right. Mm. But then when you go to school tomorrow, I still want you to be able to feel free around that other boy, but be able to defend it. it, it I think it would go a long way building confidence to help them understand that, mm. you know, you can stand up for what you believe yeah. without condemning mm. others. Because you leave yeah. that to the gospel. You mm. leave that to, to, you know, to the work of Christ. Mm. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's that. Firstly, that that grace, uh, acknowledging grace uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and in the in the place of prayer, and then building on the openness, and then practically followed by just just relate with them as humans. Let them obviously there there'll be more complex things you can't deal with at certain ages, yeah. but they're humans. Mm-hmm. Be realistic with them as you present the gospel to them, as mm-hmm. you present your morals to them. Don't just force it down their throats. Yeah. Right. Take them as humans and help them understand that this is why we're different, this is why you should be different. So again, it's like, this is life and death, mm-hmm. choose life. Mm-hmm. Don't just force life down mm-hmm. their throats. Mm-hmm. If you're folding food down the baby's throats, go and choke. Yeah, true. For a while. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <coughs> Obviously, I was had bits and pieces, but um, <laughs> without being redundant or repeating anything that I always said, um, feel free to. Could you I, say it better anyway? <laughs> I would. Um, I've actually thought about this before. My, I actually have. I'm worried about. I'm not. I won't say worried, but. I think about Leia leaving the house and then going out, and I'm just like, yo, I don't want... It's not necessarily... My main concern is people taking advantage of her. Mm. Because at home, she's very kind-hearted. She, everything that she has, she wants to share. Mm. And that's primarily because we share with her. Mm. So she eats our food, whenever she has food, she wants to share her food. Mm. And I don't want her going out and then sharing her food to the point where she's going hungry. Mm. Um... So I don't want people taking her kindness for weakness and taking advantage of her generosity. Mm. Um, but I've been speaking, I think, with Robert about this, actually. And Robert, who's not here because he was out chasing babes, <laughs> allegedly. Pokemon babes. Pokemon babes. <laughs> um, 
and what we were saying in African households, people are like, oh, I say African like it's just them, but in certain cultures, people are like, oh, don't hang around with them, they're bad. Mm. And the Bible does say bad, um, bad, bad uh, influence, corrupts, bad, yeah. bad company corrupts good character. Mm. But how can you be the light of, of the world yeah. if you're not standing where the stars? Mm. Mm. How can you be salt if you're not somewhere which is bland? Mm. Mm. How can you truly shine forth Christ if you're not somewhere where he isn't there already? Mm. Um, Francis Chan uses the analogy. Um, he said he's heard someone use the analogy. Christians are like manure. If you pile them all up in one place, they stink. Mm. If you spread them out, they fertilize. Mm. fertilize it still stinks, though. It still stinks, but if, if, <laughs> yeah, 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 if fertilize no, yeah. it, it's a case I, I of... I always knew you guys stunk. Makes sense now. It makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> but, so it's like... My, my qualm is I don't want people taking advantage of that. Mm. But I know that for the good in her to be tested, she needs to be around something bad mm. for her to be able to, to be tested. <laughs> now you're giggling. Um, <laughs> but also, as uh, I was saying as well, along similar lines, I don't want her to just blindly take the faith. Mm. So I want to encourage her to bring home questions. Mm. To be like, Dad, um, Dave and Tom said that it's all right for them to to do what they're doing. <laughs> and I could be like, oh, swear down, let's see what the Bible says. Exactly. And then we can be like, let's look in the Bible together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to tell you, go here, let's look in the Bible together and let's mm. see what the Bible actually says about this. Mm-hmm. So if you want, you can go Google and try get arguments to and for and against mm. and then we can go through and see if they stand mm. so you can be like all right cool this so it gives her an understanding that in, in our household at least this is what we stand on mm. and then i'll be like all right cool now now that you've seen what the bible says the challenge now is how do you then interact with them based on this information for a difficult one there this is to the extent i thought about it what if they then still don't? They're not convinced to the to, to the righteousness that you've shown them. And that's that's where I want. That's where I want. Um, grace. Amen. Right, grace. And and what I was gonna say is what I want this to happen, so that they're not just then taking it because I said so, but they're coming to a place of the faith being their own. If the if by grace they are engrafted in, in, in into the vine, mm. and it's a case of you're studying for yourself, you're coming up with your own hard questions, you're solving them. If it's not satisfactory for you, I'll be like, all right, cool. Search until you're satisfied. If you're still not satisfied, all all I can do is pray, mm. pray and say that God like meet her where where it's lacking, because obviously I can't. And I also want her to come with questions that. Not necessarily the Bible can't answer what the Bible doesn't talk about directly. Mm-hmm. So we can be like, all right, cool. search, through it. search through it. And based on the spirit of the word, based on God's spirit, what do you believe mm-hmm. we should do? Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you believe we should pro- uh, pro- um, proceed? Mm-hmm. And start to weave into her a diligence to look in the word, a diligence to try and relate everything back to the word of God, but also to let the word of God shape the way that she's walking, mm. shape the way that she's living. Mm. Um, I'm saying it like it's, it's going to be straightforward. I know it's going to be, it's easier said than done. Yeah. There's going to be times when I'm going to want to sleep, I'm going to want to do this, like practical <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But I do want the word to kind of shape and I do want it to be, as I said, a signpost. So when you come with a question, I might know the answer, but I want you to be like, all right, cool, let's search. Mm. Oh, you might not have the answer. Oh, I might not have the answer. Uh, and I think, so were you going to say something? No, else? I was just going to say, say to like what you said, that it's easier said than done. Mm. And that's one of the things that the earlier you start, the better as well. Yeah, yeah. So I've been trying to pay attention to like, obviously it's, it's not even one year. And trying to pay attention to like little things that still have, those uh, sort of similar circumstances around mm. them. Mm. So, for example, like when when we my my son loves going out, um, going 
own is the is the problem. Mm. It doesn't like going back into the car mm. seat because it feels like you've because you've got the ch- yeah you know, the the mm. seat belt in the car seat mm. and then the seat belt of the car. <laughs> so it's like someone like slap me up here. I escaped for a bit. And I had fun. Now you want to go put it back into that. <laughs> so it, it is all usually a struggle. So mm. I actually started and I not making uh, a uh, trivial uh, life experience overly spiritual but I actually did think okay this is actually a similar thing that you know before I put him in the car seat I talk to him I tell him that we're going on that's why you gotta get into your car seat so be a good boy please let's go and it seems to work sometimes to be honest like, they understand yeah they, they because that's the thing there's something about kids they might not fully comprehend the words but they understand the sentiment mm-hmm. of you know yeah. when you don't like something when you look at them sternly when you raise your voice when you're mm. talking to them making googly face and all yeah. of that yeah. so I feel like that pause instead of just going vroom into the car seat that pause at the door that and I'm holding you showing you the car seat and I give you a little kiss on the head that we're going on it makes a difference mm. so that's part of the example of don't just force the gospel or you know your righteousness down their throats talk to them let them know why you think this is mm. yeah, and look by grace yeah go ahead yeah. have we got time? no well, go ahead <laughs> <laughs> it's quick anyway yeah. um, I really want to echo something that my dad said when I was growing up mm. which was nothing you do will ever surprise me mm. just be honest enough to tell me the truth mm. and I think a lot of the times when the relationship between kids and parents is that you don't want to disappoint your parents mm. so when you do things that are disappointing you make sure they don't find out mm. but my dad really had an open door policy and he was he was proper like anything you've done I've done worse mm. yeah like I've already done what you think is bad I've upgraded your badness. <laughs> like, there's nothing you can That's do. Like, so, um, but it, it made me feel like there was unconditional love. That mm. it didn't matter if I made mistakes, mm. as long as I was honest. The only time I got beats was for lying about mm. the mistakes that I had made. Mm. And um, because of that, I was able to talk to my dad about some stuff that you probably wouldn't talk to your dad about. Mm. Um, sexual temptation, like watching porn, like things that you probably wouldn't feel like as a 17-year-old you wouldn't talk to your dad about. Mm. But because he was so calm, I knew I could talk to him. I and that grace. <laughs> and he was really supportive about it as well. So when I told him about it, he didn't freak out like my mum, so we add. Um, he, was, he was very much like, nothing is new under the sun, all sin is common to man. You are not the only one experiencing these temptations. Um, but it's about trusting God to help you to cope with it. And because of his reaction, I felt confident in myself that this wasn't the end, you know, like I wasn't the worst sinner in the world and mm-hmm. that, you know, there was hope. So mm. it's definitely something I want Leah to be able to feel like she can come and talk to us about. I'm glad you brought that because it gives a, it gives a different perspective because we've been speaking as men and we've been speaking as potential, or you guys are fathers and these hopefully one day father. But it, it's, it's good to get that perspective of someone that's actually come up as a daughter and had a dad that did that, yeah, actually, that yeah. you know, yeah. that had that open door policy that we've been theorising about yeah. and, and, and had the practical experience. Um, I think for the sake of time, we've already gone over an hour, yeah. even, though to, even though we're supposed to stick to 45, 45 minutes. And I saw it go 45 minutes, but I thought, nah, we need, to, we need to get a little bit more in. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll call it a night there. Um, just, just to do the credits that Robert has done so well so far. Um, firstly, just major big thanks to Ayo. Um, I mean, you, you're coming from the ends of the earth. Africa. Yeah, and South East London might as well be Africa, man. You know, um, it's... it's uh, you guys are Dakar, I mean, stop it. <laughs> It, it's true, it's truly a blessing, and like honestly, we we caught you on the podcast so much just because I think to to a great extent we've all had a big effect on each other's Ooh. lives, and Ooh. it's a pleasure to have you down. Um, and Jamelia, always always Hi. welcome. It's nice that you you jumped in 
last minute and brought that brought that last I think last cherry on top that we needed actually. Um, uh, for the you guys can find us on SoundCloud www.soundcloud.com front slash the blacksmith furnace you don't need an apostrophe there you can find us where's the apostrophe it's between the furnace and Smash the right? blacksmiths yeah blacksmiths yeah so blacksmiths yeah. not the furnace blacksmiths blacksmiths no, no, no blacksmith furnace yes no apostrophe there yeah no apostrophe in the on the blacksmiths yeah yeah but then if you're looking I for us on there. so on SoundCloud because <laughs> every time we say no apostrophe I'm like yeah. where's the apostrophe after Smith <laughs> Smith. <laughs> um, if you are looking for us on iTunes uh, or any podcasting app, Blacksmiths, where after the Smith, you can put an apostrophe and an S. The apostrophe S shows possession. Come to English. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> the furnace uh, belongs to the blacksmith. To the blacksmith, yes. Um, but yeah, you can find us there. Um, the email. Please send Robert some fan mail. I think uh, that's why he went to look for babes today. You guys send him mail, he'll be here. Uh, I must say, because Robert isn't here, I kept, you know, all the way and Robert isn't here. I'm a big fan of Robert. Because I started from the days of Robert not knowing how to do the intro. I, I love those episodes. And it finally mastered, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember goodness. the first one, I'm I was like, good fan. morning, but it's evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. The first like, six, six or seven episodes, so it's no big mistake. And we're always laughing at the beginning because of all that. Um, and Robert always draws the controversial questions, by the way. Absolutely. I was going to say, this absolutely. is way easier than I thought my first time was going to be. So maybe because Robert was in here. Robert, so. Robert, would, have come with, Robert would have come with them, them controversial. But yeah, um, uh, tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Uh, the Twitter is at the Furnace UK. Um, another shout out to Partners in Rhyme. They provide the intro and the outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo design. Um, and yeah, um, you wanna yeah shout out H Muse H Muse H H H Muse H H Muse H H H Muse H yeah 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 H Muse H at WordPress.com and Hmuse H, H, H on Instagram, um, all your photography um, requirements. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then Robert um, Bobby A events. Bobby A events. Bay. Bay events. Bay events. <laughs> um, you know he 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 organizes and arranges birthday parties, weddings, whatever you want. Um, get in touch. Anything that needs organization. He he will organize it for you. Your whole life. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, want to shout out a series coming soon, Nancy Meets, on YouTube, Hairwalk TV channel. Uh, look out for that. Uh, been working on, on that with a, with a good crew, and it's looking good. Um, otherwise, this is a furnace, signing out. Hit <laughs>